again with the Blue Testament crew here for another Shades of Blue soccer show. My name is Cody Bradley and I have in the studio with me tonight Robert Russert. (laughs) They looked at each other in a panic and then talked over each other. Robert Russert. And that bell. We are missing unfortunately Miss Allie who kind of you know didn't have a choice. Homegirl's busy. Yeah she is. She's got, she's got schedules. What's she doing? She's working. Really? Writing and contributing for multiple blogs. She cray. <laughs> she's, are you doubting that she's Cleaning up something? some mess at work she's tonight, she right said. Now. So, yeah. Not angry. We miss you, Allie. where she's at. Okay. Yeah, we, we miss her. But let's start off. Diego Rubio... Gets all of the praise. Diego Rubio has to be the first thing we talk about. Holy crap. Story. That's what I'd say. Yes. He Our got boy. His brace. <laughs> he started. Chad. Yes, Chad. <laughs> Chad, I wanted, I wanted someone in here to be going crazy for him, but then I realized it was Chad was the one in our group that was all about Rubio. Well, I don't think we have a choice now, do we? Yeah. I mean, we come can, on. Yes. Those weren't what? just finishes. Those were authoritative finishes. Diego leads all of MLS in goals per 90 but with like, a minimum of five goals scored. A week and a half ago, you guys were all about Namath. Uh, I wasn't. I don't, don't think we were. Me when, in that. When were we? Who was all about Namath? You were. All about him? Glad he was back. He's going to be the savior. He's going to be the number nine, the and starter. Then, and then I said, no, I can't do it. Do you not remember this? No. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I like did that and then was making a joke and was like, no, I can't. I can't keep that up. It's kind of like, you know, when you drink too much and you can't remember. Yeah, Thad was hammered right, in that Cody? podcast, apparently. <laughs> okay, so yes, Rubio, the MLS leader <laughs> in goals per 90 with a minimum of five goals scored, and he is at 1.21. And yes, I said all of MLS, including homie in Atlanta with 27 goals. Wow. And Zlatan. And Zlatan, he's not. He's not even <laughs> third on that list. Zlatan's he's like fourth. Yeah, he's down there. <laughs> no, I don't even. I'm not even sure that he's fourth. Oh yes, he is. Diamande yeah. is in third there. Yes. So yes, Rubio with one point two one, and Joseph Martinez is at one point one six. So he's got the nose there. So should so Rubio have been the, starting all year? So give him the MVP is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure that will happen. Right, yes. So, Thad, that is that is the question. Is Rubio the starter we have been waiting on? He is now. But I, should he have been? That's he, the question. He is now, apparently. We no, ju- it's all in the past, Thad. Not Namath, much we can do about it. Namath just had to get here and light the fire under him before he realized it. But has he realized he's our, our starting striker? I think he is right now. So you're rolling with the hot hand, Thad. Yes. A week ago, two weeks ago-ish, you were wanting to see them rotate. I was. And that has changed with his two-goal performance, is what you're saying. I am still looking at the 
60 minutes of Diego, 30 minutes of Nemo kind of rotation. Before I was looking more of like a start 60, do 30, then you start the next 60, and the next the other guy wrote, you know, that sort of thing. But right now I would look at, yeah, start Rubio, about 60 minutes, give him a little bit of break because he doesn't seem to last for 80. The dude works hard, so I'm fine with it. Well, he's... He has worked hard when, and not had results, and now he's worked hard and got results. Remember, everybody's blaming him last year when they didn't score in the last five games. Right. But if you still averaged out his goals last year, it was still good. I don't remember what it and was. And I think a better pace than what Dom was on for the season as well. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody stalled last year. Benny, Latif, Diego, whoever else was out there. <laughs> Brad Davis, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, it was rough last year for that, but he shouldn't be blamed for it. But and I'm very happy for him. We got team of the week, by the way. Named team of the week this week. Well, that competition between the two. I mean, did you guys watch the game television broadcast? They pictured they kept uh, showing us twice <laughs> yeah. his reactions every time Rubio scored. He didn't yeah. look terribly happy, but I mean, and, and he came on with an attitude too. I think there was actually if you kept on the broadcast for a minute as they're showing the players lingering on the field. Name there was Namath was standing there kind of like there was one slight shake of the head at one point, just like you know, I think he's just disappointed he wasn't able to get that goal. And you could see Russell was like Russell wanted to get return that assist yes, very he did, badly. Yeah. He, yep. he was yeah, that it was uh it was there and I like the two of them. It looks like Russell and Nemo is gonna be a fun combination. I forget where I saw it, but somebody posted the video of the, the goal for Russell, and they said like Nemo knew that it was going in because when he made that pass, he just uh-huh. turned yes, and started walking away. Yes, he didn't did. even look at the net. <laughs> yes. Didn't like try to make the run in case there was a rebound. He just started walking away like it was a walk-off homer or something. Like, uh, like somebody dishing it to Steph Curry on the three-point line. He'd just <laughs> walk away. Well, I do have one criticism of Namath, though. I'm, maybe I'm being harsh, but I want him to be a little more active than he was. I think he's a little too stationary up there, kind of, you know, bring the ball to me. But, uh, you know, he did have a beautiful assist. In some fairness, okay, because this is one of the questions I had when bringing Nemo back. He wasn't the guy that was active all over the park like mm-hmm. Kyrie Shelton has been and Diego has evolved into. Yeah. He wasn't always that guy, right? Uh, he was a winger when he was here. When he was elsewhere as a number nine, he wasn't that active. So that was one of my questions about it. But in fairness, he came into a game that they were up to nothing exactly. and dominating possession, and right. he didn't have to go back because literally the ball didn't go in Sporting's defensive half, but maybe for 20 seconds while he was in. Yeah, I was Slight kind of referring to showing for the ball more, you know, being a little more available that way. I mean, obviously he didn't assist, but otherwise... Uh, you know, he like was, there's, there's something to that. I think yeah. he would... He would rather receive the ball where he can turn it on frame as opposed to going back and getting it with his back turned and then yeah you know even though he is decent at that yes he's but, fine but I, th- yeah. I think it's you can tell you know Namath is the kind of guy that would just rather you know one touch and finish I think than anything <laughs> yeah. I mean kind of like Rubio last year yeah <laughs> speaking of the one touch and finish I I know we on the Rubio the First touch on the goal. And uh, what's his name on the broadcast? I've forgotten his name. Crap. Bikini? No, the uh, uh, other one, the dumb and dumber. Oh, Lawrence? Yeah. (laughs) Matt Lawrence? Matt Lawrence. God damn. I can't remember his name either. (laughs) I I couldn't help you out because I don't know. 
<laughs> I was uh I can't believe I forgot his name. I was I was laughing at his Sorry, likeness. Sorry, Maddie. Of, I know, yeah. I was laughing at his likeness to Jim Carrey's character and <laughs> Anyway, so start calling him Jim Carrey. He was he was raving uh, uh, he was making a very good point mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the smoothness, the softness of the first touch and how there was no preparation, no rearing back or anything. It was just pure he knew that's all it needed to go in the net was just that one slight touch and it, you could tell it wasn't there was, wasn't a lot of pace on it or anything it was just it it threw off the keeper's timing very clearly and there's something to that there's just a, that's just like an instinct that i don't think you could teach or agree. develop agree at least not at this point yeah, yeah. You, if you developed it it's when they were 10 right yeah, yeah that was uh, that was a sight to see the nice little outside of the foot swiping shot beautiful i think it's his job to lose yeah yeah i yeah i don't see i don't see how you could not start him this right weekend. <laughs> agree agree but what about gerso russell well if russell's fit start the man oh yeah for sure gerso's played really well he has but gerso is still gerso wherein okay let's take this past game how many opportunities did he have that he didn't finish off? It wasn't until Rubio took the authority and finished those things off that this, we took the advantage in the game. This match was the the frustrating. Uh, that's Gerso. The mostly. frustrating Gerso came out. With yeah. the, yes. It yeah. looks good. Looks good. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I won't argue that that does happen quite a bit, but he was making some good runs. He made some mm-hmm. good passes. Um. There's been moments where we could say that about Russell too, where he's gotten the ball and dribbled. You know, he's like really good at dribbling between two guys and breaking through them. But there's been games, like several games in a row, where he just kept running into those two guys. So you can say that about anybody. If Gerso's quality getting running at those guys and tiring them out, and it's it's not a bad pattern. I know Peter said this already that. It, it's not a bad uh, thing to have Nemo, Russell, and Croze coming in in the last 20 minutes to basically just keep hammering at another team. Yeah, the bench. I think the bench, every single game as we run up to the end of the season here, is just going to – there's going to be there's so much talent on the bench. It's going to be something that every opposing team is going to have to worry about going into. For sure. And speaking of – the finish to the season. We have 10 games remaining and our very own Bobbert. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to say exactly there. <laughs> Rote, I should have I should have said your full your full author name, Robert Russert, <laughs> because this piece you wrote today is uh wonderful. Oh, well well thanks, man. It's well Appreciate researched. That. It's thorough. And it is about Sporting Kansas City's final 10 games and the history that you don't really want to read about. (laughs) Complete and accurate information. So, yeah, what did I claim? A damn near tragedy the last four years. So we have... You the one one thing you have in there the target is kind of what like fifteen points we're looking at like fifteen points yeah I just looked at the average finish of the second place team which you know gets you that uh, buy in the first round and uh, of course uh, home field advantage in the next uh, round of the playoffs and um, said you know MLS is trending a little bit higher this year and chose fifty seven points as the target. Um, and that's 15 more points, and I think that's very doable. Yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm eyeballing 15 points as well. 
And you spoke with Vermice on Tuesday morning. Wednesday yes. morning. Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday morning. And got his thoughts on the run-up to the end of the season here. What did you ask him? Well, I just simply asked him, you know, is the focus still, you know, to win that second place uh, spot right. at least? Right, yes. Is all, is, all a goal, is all going according to plan? So <laughs> let's listen to Vermees here. Uh, the at least. Is, the goal is to try to go undefeated in the season, so that didn't yeah, happen. Right, so right. <laughs> we, uh, we're on to the next mark. No, we got to finish in the best place we can mm-hmm. um, to try to give us the best opportunity um, with making the playoffs and then hopefully trying to get, um, uh, you know, a home home advantage at some point yeah definitely um obviously some good signs of the defense three shutouts in a row uh, overall play and uh loading up on the attack as well is it nice to have those options that come off the bench it, it's nice that our that our performance is back to um i think the version of who we are mm-hmm. uh we we struggled for a little while there we we kind of got off the track a little bit yeah um you know for all different reasons but the good thing is that we're getting back to ourselves um, now it's about being consistent about it because um, we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, we really do. We, we have a, a lot of different things that we can be better at. Um, but the good thing is is that it, it's one is we're getting back into form, and the other is is that we're getting individual players um, back into form. Right. And it's been difficult with those injuries, using the games, using the trainings, trying to get them back game fit, uh, game form. But, you know, everybody deals with the same thing, um, and we're, 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 we're getting there. Okay, there we have it. He feels confident. That seems confident. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea that he said that we're getting back to who we are. I'm sorry, Sporting Kansas City is getting back to there who they are. <laughs> uh, you know, their defense is rounding into form here after the few blips that we had with the three shutouts. Um, three in a row, man. Yeah, offensively, we seem to be more as a unit now than we were for a while. It seemed to be a couple of individuals, and now it seems to be more of a unit working together. I feel. Dad, there's something I wanted to call you out for. Go ahead. Because it mean, cause I think that you're kind of, I think it means you were kind of wrong, maybe. And I like to point it out when you're wrong. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, let's, let's see if you can Therefore, do that. There's just a, a table. Let's, let's see if you have the ability the to do that. Let's see what happens. It's a definite stretch that I'm going for here to make you wrong, but I'm going to try. You were at one point trying to make a link between the way... Felipe Gutierrez plays and his offensive prowess and perhaps an increase in goals conceded. Yes. Now, hmm. the man has been back. How many goals has he scored? How many assists has he gotten? Whoa, different question. Different question. No, you pointed out that I made the link with his scoring prowess leading to... I love it. Goals no, against no, no, no. Sporting okay. KC, which is completely accurate. It was what I was No, it was connecting. The, the point you were making was him on the field. It was, Ollie was, it was here, so the, Ollie and I could be smiling at each other right now. The comparison <laughs> you were making was him on the field versus when he wasn't and the goals that were conceded. And so now that he's back on the field, they have three in a row conceding none. So I'm putting that to bed. Felipe on the field does not hinder the defense in any way. We can put that to bed. No, you're wrong. <laughs> and why is he wrong? Because the difference that Felipe has been doing, he has not been diving into the box as much as he was in those first few games. Maybe that's by design. That would be exactly my point. 
that's by design. He's staying back further, helping the defense. When he was going all out in the attack, he was scoring a goal a game. He had a number of good shots that didn't go in. He was up in the box quite frequently. In these last three games, he's been in the box, but barely. Yes, that is true. And and so he can, defensively, he can kind of disappear, and that's been that's been happening. He's disappeared offensively. Yeah, and the it's you can see the. the I'm glad you come around to see my point, Cody. You can see the get out of here. You can see that his his the touch is just not quite exactly there. There was uh, there was three passes, kind of like in fairly quick succession, that I'm thinking of. That were so close to just these beautiful passes that we saw at the beginning of the season, almost croise like that someone just got a toe on, or you know, it just wasn't quite there. So, so close, much like our friend Johan. I may be yeah, wrong about he's this. He's often go- a long ways off, too, <laughs> <laughs> right? But if we go back and look at the two goals, was Felipe not involved in part of the buildup of each of those Rubio goals? I think he was on one of them, maybe both, mm-hmm. but farther back up the field. Well, yeah, right. Not right. at the 18 where he was in those first few games yeah. when sporting was constantly getting countered. The other factor that you're not looking at, again, is that these three have come against L.A., who was dog-tired and not playing their best lineup. Uh, Portland, who was dog-tired. Who was the other one? Uh, the last three games is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. The last three. Uh, Houston. You already said Houston. I thought. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was against. Yeah, I believe it was Houston. It was Houston who got a red card. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Relatively early, right? Yes. So these were three games that we were not up against the best competition in the world. LAFC. We. They're no longer the best competition in the world because we knocked them down the table. (laughs) But even then they had rested like five starters. Yeah. They played three games in eight days. They came off the emotional loss in the open cup. It's all in there. So what I'm hearing, we talked last week that you needed a three to nothing shutout win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to message you and say, happy dad. I think you literally (laughs) said three in that last podcast. And yet, you got a three to nothing win, and yet you're still sitting here. And it was there. There, the teams were hindered. They're not that good of. They're not that good of competition. Portland came off a four nothing loss in DC, and I may have said three nothing would be good to uh, say that Sporting was off of their swoon, their slump, their whatever you want to call it. So say it right now. Say it. I'll say they're on the verge of coming off of it. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, like Peter said, consistency's got to be the key, though. That's what we need. It's Don't get me wrong. This is good, okay? I'm not saying that they are a crap team. They're not, like, about to collapse. It's not what I'm saying. Peter will often preach, you know, don't have your highs too high, your lows too low, right? You you lose, you don't, like, kit in the dumps. You win, you don't, like, think you're the greatest thing in the world, okay? It's... I know it doesn't always make good radio for everybody, but it's true is that they have three wins. They've been very good. They've been solid. They've went out and they did what they needed to do. It's all been good in that regard. But it is it is still three teams that have been reeling from other problems. So it's not like they went out and beat Atlanta, okay, 
which they did earlier, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Again, <laughs> with, uh, again, you, you, you have to play the team that's in front of you with the situation that's in front of you, but they did get the benefit in Atlanta of a Guzan red card. So, okay. Indeed. So, so going back to where we all started with this, with the article of the last 10. So I'll pose a question here. You've seen the stats on our collapses in the last 10 games, the last four years. You've seen uh, we had some comments on the article, one about strength of schedule by um, Paulie, who it was, saying that sporting schedule of the three contenders, FC Dallas, LAFC, and us, is the strongest schedule, the most difficult. Do you think we are set to get these 15 points and not fall down like we have the past four seasons? Do you think this team is ready for that? You had two benchmarks. There was... 15 for second place, uh-huh. and then... Eight for fourth is all we would really need. And that... Quite honestly, if they only got eight points in the last 10 games, they you would look it. at it as a collapse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, would. definitely. They would. Um, It'd be a weak collapse, but people would still call it one. Yeah. But do you think this team is And they equipped? would still, again, but to, to point out, we could call that a collapse, and they would still secure a home playoff game, Right. Well, That's likely, what that means. yeah, looking at the yeah, stats from right. last year's likely. Yeah, yes. yeah I mean, no you guarantee. can't say that until it's way closer, but yeah, yeah, it would be likely to. Right. I mean, again, they're right now on track to likely get a uh, a buy or at least a, a home field advantage in the first game. Um, yeah, first two get a buy. So they're, I would say they're very well on track to either get the buy or get the home field in the in the first round. For when they play the other, that teams. that for the first round buys there's to lose at this point. Yeah, yeah, in the article, I suppose that four, three, and three in these last ten games is good enough to get that second place finish. Four, three, and three. I think that's very doable. That's very doable. It is. I, I'm not saying it's not, not doable. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is doable. Again, I'm not. I'm not going to walk out of the stadium. I mean, thinking that they are on track to win the MLS Cup because they just beat Portland, who had played their third game right. in eight days. <laughs> it, I'm a realist. I mean, I am a fan of this team, and I think it is has the potential to be super entertaining and, su- and go very deep in the playoffs. It has that potential. Felipe still needs to round into form a little bit. Uh, we need to see Diego or Nemo or somebody keep scoring like they have been. Right? I thought Felipe was doing what you wanted him to do. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> off of what you were saying. <laughs> oh, sad. Need to make sure that we're still getting production from the wings. Okay. Shallowy has been relatively quiet lately. Yes, he has. Okay. Gerso has been speedy and interesting. <laughs> Uh, he said one goal in those three games. Is that correct? One goal assist. Anyway, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Russell, obviously magnificent goal the other day. I thought made the perfect run, made the great fake to the left and went back to the right and well, the, did a great celebration right in front of me. Thank the you. point that should be made, like how you were asking about the, or how you, how you were mentioning the production from the wings needs to keep up. The point that needs to be made about that is that they're in a better position by a mile than they were last year that if one person isn't doing it that there's another and another behind them that can come in and and do it completely agree i'm i'm not arguing that yeah. that's a 
they are still one injury away from a potential collapse though. Okay. Last year. Well, who would that, who would that injury be? <laughs> Could be any of a couple people. Well, but see, that's not, but so then there are two injuries away. No, they're only that's the point that I'm making. It only takes that... one injury in, I would say Tim again. Uh, okay. That's fair. Ilya, Ilya, right? Ilya is the, is the only one that you got, but then, but then, eh. Well, I wouldn't say that either. Beasler, Ike, Fontes. We haven't seen him play yet. So, <laughs> was in full training today, but but yeah, you were, but you, you were talking about a collapse. I, I I still don't think if we lose Beasler or Opara, I don't think that I don't think there would be a collapse. What if Fontes isn't ready to play eighty minutes? Then you're starting Didich against. No, you're no. You bring Didich off the bench for ten minutes. <laughs> and hey, going back to Shawley, I think Shawley had a best game he's had in a while last game. Okay, that's even fair. even yeah. me pointing out that he hasn't scored much right, recently right. does not mean he's played bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it just goes in streaks. That's yeah. Um, you know, people can score and not play well too. I mean, oh yeah, sure. It just depends on how you look at that the overall performance and how they connect with the team. Him and Rubio look good together. Him yeah. and Rubio, Namath and uh, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the the pairing that I love is Zusi and Russell. Oh, and, I know. and Espinosa. I know. Quite honestly, throw those three in together. I love that combination. Zusi to Russell happens all the time, just so quickly. Just one. I think they just give a, give each other a look, and then Zusi can just pop it over, and then and then all of a sudden we're down the right flank, mm-hmm. like. And then you you got Zusi cutting in and Espinoza dropping to right back and Espinoza has done really well this year at combining better than I think he ever Nine has. Nine freaking assists. Yes. Um, and I'd not even talking about just the assist. I mean, just the the passing. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. To get yeah. guys in good positions. Oh yeah, he's been um, awesome. Yeah. So for all those Espinoza haters out there, get a clue. You're crazy. <laughs> Truly uh, crazy. And keep I'll listening, never understand but you're crazy. You. <laughs> um. Leave leave long and lengthy comments about why Espinoza is not good, because I'm sure that will be a great, interesting conversation. Ah, uh, Cody and I talked about something earlier, and we could go back to later. But anyway, but those three, I love watching those three play on the right side. Yeah, yes, agree. very fun, very fun. So, any other bits you wanted to mention from that piece? Uh just uh, the idea that um, the fan of champions and the Chiefs says that we need to make hay in the next five games, Minnesota, Seattle, Orlando, San Jose, and Philadelphia, which is a good point because those that's a pretty weak series of five games. We that, can take advantage there. That is teasing the idea of uh, putting together a strength of schedule piece, right? Yes. So, teasing. I'm teasing that. There's your tease. Maybe that's coming soon. Probably late, a little bit later this week. Now, now we've got wait, pressure on him. So wait he, for the wait for the games tomorrow to get done. The game. Oh wait, are they playing no, tonight or tomorrow? There's two tomorrow in there. New York, New York, New York, and somebody else. I Isn't thought. that a song? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. What next, Cody? So sir? we got of the last ten games. The first one is on Saturday at CMP versus Minnesota United, uh, ninth place. 29 points. They just got tremendously better today, though. So that looks, uh, to me, it to me looks like three points from the first one. Three of the 15 down from the first one, right? At home. As long as they don't overlook that team. Yeah. As long as they don't go, oh, that's an easy win. Because they seem to come out and 
pretty much every time play to the level of the opponent every time this team so i almost like them playing better teams i almost like the fact they have a stronger schedule to go i know seriously no joke for real it's it's how it works every time they can go to atlanta pull out a win but then (laughs) mess up at home against minnesota united hey we beat them 4-1 at home last time come on guys okay fair enough yeah but (laughs) we don't have lobato Well, I don't. I don't know that we don't have Lobato. I'm just assuming that since he was injured last week, you probably would not be ready to start this game. Well, yeah. And so, oh, sorry. Just referencing that Lobato had a great game against them. I think yes, he did. I think that was Minnesota. Yeah, you are correct, sir. So they are in ninth place, but Thad, as you mentioned earlier, they may have improved significantly today. At least for <laughs> I don't know about on the field, but. Oh, they God, did. I hate you guys. <laughs> in, in, the, in the lineup, they improved greatly. On the score sheet, they improved greatly with the name Fernando Bob. Mm, yeah, poor guy. Brazilian Fernando Bob. <laughs> I thought somebody was making a joke when I saw that. I literally thought that somebody had posted some like nutmeg news or yeah. uh, you know, somebody <laughs> was just butchering his name for fun. And I'm like, what, you know, right, next is Lorenzo Jim or Ricardo <laughs> Bill or... But you got to admit, if it was Bob Fernando, it'd be worse than Fernando Bob. <laughs> I'm kind uh, of used to Bob being a first name, though, Bob. And yeah. he's Brazilian, too, so he should have just... He just missed an opportunity to just, just go by the one name Yeah, exactly. Bob, like What's all, wrong with that? Like all other great Brazilian Oh, I was going to say Fabinho. Dang it. Fabinho, yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, uh, fur Bob is he? I didn't. Lo- is, I mean, he's a def- thirty-year-old defensive midfielder. Yes, sir. I don't know. Is he the DP? Is he season-changing? I don't know. Defensive midfielder. I don't know how much that can. The goals well, aren't going to start rolling in because of him. I don't know. No, but they could stop. Well, I don't know. If goals are like, their fault or their problem. I mean, is yeah. it? It's, Quintero's yeah, been hot enough. Yeah, they need true. to. They need to stop the leaking. Yeah, they do. They are at a. Oh my. Goodness. But odds are he's not. How many goals have they given up, Cody? Weekend, they're so. not. They're not leading MLS in goal diff, but they're leading the West. They're at negative twelve. Okay, conceded right. fifty. Orlando City, just by the way, has conceded fifty-seven goals on the season, and is it Jason a negative Christ? twenty? Mm. Oh, sorry. Is it a negative twenty <laughs> goal diff? Wow. And but, if you're curious, while we're here, Sporting Kansas City is at 15 on the goal diff, and Atlanta United at 24, Red Bulls at 22, New York City FC also at 15. Keep in mind the first tiebreaker is number of wins, though, not goal differential. Right. Indeed. But, uh, no, Minnesota is a very streaky team. They had a hot streak of winning three games in a row, uh, and the last three or four, they're like 0-3-1. So... We're catching them on a downslide for How sure. How many total wins do they have? Since you're total looking? wins. Nine. Nine, 14, and two. So they could have had three hot streaks of three games at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, nine and 14. Good Lord. But they're still doing better than Orlando, right? <laughs> yeah. And Chicago's doing worse than them. So, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, definitely, especially at the resurgence last year. He expected a lot better. Yeah. Screw Chicago. Yeah. Piss on the fire. Wiz on the fire. Never hated him until this last trip to Chicago. My fault. (laughs) Not that I wanted to censor you. I just wanted to stay on brand (laughs) here. Yes, you are correct. (laughs) 
<laughs> my error, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we, what about injuries? Should we look at our injury report? We've got... Let's see. I've got a copy and pasted report that Brad Evans will be training soon. <laughs> Is that, does that make sense? Try not to laugh. He, will, he soon. will be off the injury report for the sixth time this year <laughs> in approximately a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love you, Brad, but come on. Um, you know, okay. Pet, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject a little moment here because some things irritate me. The little... Um, drive by things that they do with Nate Bucati. They drive mm-hmm. around the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of those I listen to or watch because they're, not bad. they're okay. And most of them I get a little better appreciation for who the player is. I mean, I talk to most of them at some point, right? To me, Brad Evans just came across as a worse person than I thought before. So I, it, it was like they should not have published that. <laughs> I did not watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've even seen that one. I, I'm not saying it like made him out to be the worst person in the world, but yeah, I want to go camping a lot after I retire. Nothing this way though. All all west of here. I'm like, no. Okay, you had to point it out that. Yeah, I'm still trying to find some restaurants around here. Yeah, the coffee game is way better in Seattle. Like, screw you, man. Say something good about the team that just gave you two hundred thousand dollars to come and not play. Right. Good so I defended you on Twitter, Touché. damn it, Brad. I defended you. My my quick point that should be mentioned. I saw a conversation on the Cauldron Facebook page. There was just someone just posed the question, "Why is he still on the team?" And I didn't really see anyone pointing out the fact that cutting him would do literally nothing at this point. Yeah, we've he's paid. He's gonna get. He's going to get paid. So I'm fairly confident. Yes, keep that- him on the team because if he plays one game, it'll you know. Hey, that's better than nothing. It's not hurting by him still being here. Quite honestly, and I've said this all along, is if he comes in and makes plays one game, saves one win for this team, that one win could put him into who knows what position. He was worth the, worth the money. Brad, I Evans, also is, Brad think, Evans is a guy that will come in in the second to last game, and in a tie game, he'll come in and score a header off a corner kick in like stoppage time. Because it feels like this what he used to do to us happening. when he was playing for Seattle, yeah. but and. In in fairness, when he's in training, he does elevate it because he has so much experience. I've, I'll, I again, I hate to talk, you know, nice about some sounder guy, right? But <laughs> he's a sporting I've, Kansas City player, exactly. Kind of, kind of, kind of. He's like the only guy on the roster that hasn't dressed in a game for. <laughs> I mean, played right. Well, he, he was in the A team. He put on but a. He can- hasn't, but oh, he hasn't he played. Did. Right, you're right. He put on a Kansas City jersey and played on the field for Swope, though. So There you go. Um, he did in mostly halves of a game because he was <laughs> yeah. injured in the second. Right. Um, <laughs> again, I want to like him, and I want to I, – I, in fairness, right, because I'm always trying to be fair about even people I don't like, um, when he's in practice, he raises the, the level of it because he has so much experience and knowledge about how to, like, turn players and the positioning and stuff. Watch him if – if you ever get a chance to watch him in practice, because I don't know you'll ever see him in a game again, but if you get a chance to watch him and he's good, he knows what he's doing. He's really good at that stuff. Yeah, he'll he'll go on to coaching, I imagine. No, he's going to go camping in his Airstream <laughs> trailer and nowhere east of the Rockies. All right, Thad. So here's my question for that you. That does not like Seattle hipsters. <laughs> so you are the one who's who's been near the locker room the most, in the locker room the most out of us three. 
Um, have you seen him taking on a leadership role in the locker room, outside the locker room? Because that's the big one said, of the big yeah, reasons kinda. he was brought here. I would say in some practice, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's passed on some info to other players. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'd say probably more Swift Park players at this point, but <laughs> um, you know, it's not like he's going to pass on like tips to Beasley or Ike pretty much at this point. Maybe he, maybe he can. I don't know. But you also never know where that's going to apply, okay? Because he might actually give a tip to a, a, a forward or a midfielder or a D-mid, right, that makes him play better. I will go back to goal that Dom Dwyer scored against Houston in the playoffs that Benny Failhaber chipped that ball across that waist height. If uh, it, I uh, right. Asked Benny about, you know, why he did it that way. And he goes, because Ike Aparo told me that's the hardest place for a defender to stop a ball, <laughs> to, to defend the ball. It right. puts him in an awkward position. He goes, that's why I chipped it exactly like I did to Dom. And then Dom made a good touch and scored that goal. If he can pass that info on to Diego Rubio or Gerso or Cousin or Busio or anybody, then he's worth the money. People will never see the fact that he might be passing that on, info on though. So fans will never see that he may have made this team better. Do I seem like stepping up in some leadership? Well, no, I'm not in the, not in the real locker room yeah, in, right. at training. Cause you know, um, and being that he's barely been in the 18, I don't see much in the locker room after a game. Mm-hmm. And even if I did, you're not going to see much like, Hey, you need to play better <laughs> kind of thing from a guy who's not playing. Yeah. So it's more going to be about him passing experience on about how to do things and being the good role model sort of thing. And yeah. I think he's doing that, in fairness. Good stuff, Thad. That was good stuff. I like that. Sorry for my rants. Speaking of that, though, no, did that you guys good. catch the broadcast and hear the story about Felipe taking kind of Gerso under his arm and giving him some real encouragement? And I thought that was an interesting story. I'm, Felipe I was taking that leadership role. I did not role. see that. I missed that yeah. entirely. Yeah. So That would mean I had to listen to the broadcast? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just thought I it was interesting that Felipe is taking that role, you know, even though he's first year on the team and stuff. So, good stuff. Okay, moving on with the injury report. Uh, of course, Jimmy Madronda oh, is still donezo for the season. Lobato is back on it again. Back on it again. <laughs> At least he was last week. I don't know about this week yet. No, I just looked. He's still on there. For a quad strain, quad injury of sorts. They haven't sent out the new injury report. Well, that's, oh. that's from last week. Okay, whatever. Quad injury is what it says. And uh, Kyrie, Vermees says he will be back soon. He was running last week. He was running last week. And I talked to him over the weekend, and he's he said he'd be back soon. To, uh, and he's like, definitely, you can see a fire. Like, man, i got to get back out there and try to yeah, claim a spot back. What we like to hear. It, it's, there's no doubt about that he's very motivated to get back out there. I would love for the three of them to force Vermees's hand into a two-striker formation. I would like that. We should we should like jot that down one day, what it should be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to extra time, because that's all I've got on my outline here. All right, sounds good. Um, extra time. All or nothing, Manchester City. That's what I want to talk about. Have you guys, you guys haven't started this documentary on Amazon yet? No, no. but I'm gonna. So it's like, are you guys HBO people? 
I'm I'm very TV. If anyone's out there and you want to talk TV, let's talk TV because <laughs> I watch so much TV. Anyway. How do you have time for it? HBO. I work at home, and I watch TV all day while I work. I just day. started Shameless last night. so. Oh, Shameless. Very good. Very good. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, but anyway, HBO has always done a show called Hard Knocks for the NFL. They did one for the Chiefs. Did you guys ever see that? Oh, you're St. Louis people. Never mind. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Amazon has done this um, – the All or Nothing series. They did one with the New Zealand All Blacks uh-huh. rugby team, and I think they did it for um, uh, the St. Louis Rams or the L.A. Rams or one of them. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I can't remember are. what year they did it on. But, uh, <laughs> Couldn't care less about either one of them. But so yeah, they did. They followed Manchester City around last year as they won the freaking title. And I remember I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm I'm a citizen, by the way. Don't at me. <laughs> and I've been waiting for this for so long because all last year they were. Like, uh, I, I don't think Amazon and Man City properly informed the league that they were doing this, that they, like, sold all these this access. Because the whole season, there was, like, a debate between, like, the media and the league and Amazon on how much access that they would get. Because, like, man, you know they don't mess around with TV rights for the Premier League. That's, like, right, exactly. billions yeah. of dollars at stake there. And so I've just been waiting for this for so long, but it looks like they got like some crazy good access. They're in the locker room. Pep's screaming his head off. It's good. You guys got to watch it. And it's only on Amazon. Yeah, you got to be an Amazon Prime. Yeah, I got that. So how? I mean, like, how much is it? How long is it? Uh, I think there's eight episodes. Like, like our episodes. Maybe not a full. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ish. Yeah, forty-five-ish, or you know, they would throw yeah. in the commercials that <laughs> it's aren't very actually good. there. I love it. I'm having fun watching it. I'll put it on the list. Yes. I will go home and queue it up. Very cool. And then we can talk about it. Actually, will. Yeah. You don't watch. I've I've recommended so many shows to Thad, and he won't watch them. But this one's <laughs> soccer, so he's all over. I have watched some of them, and some of them have been crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Parks and Rec. You didn't like Parks and Rec. First, I watched, like, the first three episodes. Guys, at, at him on that one. He doesn't like Parks and Rec. I don't either. Power of the internet needs to attack you for that one. First three or four episodes sucked. You told me that. (laughs) Yes. After 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 we talked, he goes, "Yeah, you're right. The first season did kind of suck." No, Ben said it sucked. I still liked it, but I I can definitely see it's. I mean, shoot, it's old now at this point. Like I. So then I went and watched the second. Started watching the second season. I got like two episodes in it. It was better, but it was like there was still other things I'd rather watch. Fair enough. What's the Larry David show? I still haven't watched yet. Curb. Yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very yeah. nice. Another HBO. You see, you got to be HBO for that one. Okay. Didn't you say you weren't? Uh, I can be. <laughs> okay. So that's a, I, because I, I used to have HBO. Don't now, but I used to have HBO. I used to like watch it every once in a while. That's another show that I have a problem with TV shows. And I know this is like totally not what we're supposed to be talking about, but I always like at least I live for on the pod one person on the TV show to be somebody I like. Like I mean, I would actually like to be a good person. Oh my gosh, that's you're just like my dad. He always over, he he refers it. Uh, he needs a redeeming character. Yes, he needs one character with redeeming qualities, or yes. he can't watch a show. I imagine you don't find that on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but and also you were somehow shameless. Good God, shameless is another one of those. They're all horrible. <laughs> yes, but, they are. But that oh was the gosh. problem with Seinfeld because of Larry right, David. Right. Because every single person on there pretty much was. Nobody you would actually Kramer, want to have is Kramer, not lovable. Kramer's, Come on, Kramer he's the most lovable guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kramer was a wholesome human. He wasn't evil like George, at least. <laughs> Kramer was the most non-evil person on there, right? <laughs> but he still was out for himself. 
Right, but he didn't mean uh, to be. Was his so you don't fault. like Seinfeld? I watched it. Good God, what kind of person am I? I didn't know I was dealing with this kind yeah. of person. Scoffs at Seinfeld, scoffs at Parks. Good <sighs> Lord. Okay. You like The Office? Never watched it. Oh, all right. Jeez. Never watched The Office. <laughs> Good I've Lord, seen bits Agnes. and pieces of it. Okay. All right. Before I get too angry at Thad, do we have any other extra time topics? <laughs> one more one more Let's, argument for my my own self, though. So I try not to get into watching too many TV shows. I will limit I limit myself to like three or four shows that I will record on DVR because otherwise I don't have time to do other stuff. Well, I've tried to do I other already stuff have either. Sixty-seven like percent of my DVR taken up by stuff that's been recorded. Yeah, movies and TV shows and stuff like that that I'm trying to get my family to catch up on. So <laughs> I have I have two different. I don't want to live for that stuff. I have two different kinds of television or movie that I will watch. So like I said, I work from home, so I have like a cycle of all of those shows that we were just talking about. Seinfeld, Friends, Office, Parks and Rec. Friends is okay because there's redeeming features for every person on there. <laughs> I have all these uh, – oh, Arrested Development. I have all, all those shows. I haven't seen that one either. That I like constantly am looping through. I finish one. I just watch them all day. There and then go. at night I'll have like, all right, now I'm watching Game shameless. of Thrones. Oh, or, okay, yeah, Game like a Shameless or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. See, like when I'm home and like working on photos or something else, I'll throw on like bad soccer games yes. or racing or Food Channel <laughs> because I don't want to be paying too close attention to it. If it's something that's funny and I'm like laughing at it, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Exactly. That's right. why. I, yeah. It's either soccer games all day or an ep- another episode of The Office that I've seen ten times already. <laughs> But other extra time topics, let's uh, talk about Chad's going to have a story coming up soon on free agency, Yes, which I talked to Beasler about today, which is an interesting yes, issue. Yes, I think people will, I think this is a really interesting thing people will like to hear, because, you know, we might actually get some, like, less than shiny words out of some of these <laughs> players, like, on on this tough, tough subject of, of free agency, and we don't really hear that a lot with, with the way this front office works with this team, and... <laughs> So yeah, I'm. I'm PR interested does a good job of protecting them from being able to say those things. They do. They do. <laughs> They're strict. If you guys don't know, I think people know that. But yeah, well, they run a tight ship. That's better. That's a better phrase there. Far tighter than it used to be. Yeah. And uh, you know, as he should be, Patrick was rather upset this morning at ESPN for uh, showing the Johnny Russell video and focusing on. Is he wearing a sports bra? Wait, they did that on ESPN. That's what Patrick said. And oh, Patrick was man. not too happy, which, you know, I, I understand. That's irresponsible reporting to focus on that aspect of things uh, and not know about all the technologies involved in today's sports, you know, because really? other leagues besides MLS do this. Okay, but uh, I'm going to be doing an article on, okay, what exactly is the purpose of these uh, vests and all the technology involved in them? Yeah, so. I saw some this random. Not new. Yeah, it's not new at all. No, I, it's not. I, I saw some random comments, you know, questioning that on Twitter and all that, but I'm really surprised to hear ESPN was doing that. Well, yeah, all right. I guess no, I'm not. ESPN <laughs> is not that big into soccer. We're talking about what, what's new and what's not here. Yeah, well. It, uh, I don't know who was doing it, but I don't think your average sports center anchor has seen that many players rip their shirt off in the middle of a soccer game because <laughs> they don't watch that much soccer. And quite honestly, that's one reason I barely watch Sports Center anymore. Yeah. too. I'm realizing now that I don't either. I 
I gave up on ESPN quite a few years ago is just because they weren't covering the sports that I wanted them to cover. So why would I give them my business? Dan Levitard is the last thing I watch on ESPN. <laughs> no. watches that. When they do good coverage, though, it's great coverage. But it's too few and far between. Indeed. All right, then. I have one other thing on here. The all-female broadcast mm. on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, well, crap, now I forgot the game it was. New England, D.C. New England and D.C., that's right. The Wayne Rooney, yep. And uh, what you guys? Rooney. what did you guys think? I, like, exactly like what we were just talking about, I was, like, doing work for Monday morning while I was watching it, and so it was just kind of on in the background, and I think for that reason, I didn't really notice, and I guess that could either be a good sign or a bad sign. Mm-hmm. It didn't really, it didn't, it didn't register to me that, oh, I'm watching that game that I was reading about. It's all women. Yeah. Which is the first time of all five major sports that uh, all women broadcast has occurred. Yeah. And yeah. that's wonderful. Good job. Yeah. It sucks that it, it's taken this long, but hey, that's good Good to see. So so now I would just like to see people that are best at doing what they do do it. And not like, it's great that it happened, but now let's just have them be regular broadcasters. And let's let, we don't, I want to get to a point where it's not a big deal that it happens. You know what I mean? Right. I just want them to be good at what they do. Because I don't, I mean, I pay very little attention to most broadcasters. Quite honestly, if I know the broadcaster's name, it's probably because they annoy me. <laughs> right. I don't mention anybody's name at this point. But, yeah. That is a good point. If you remember, if you know a broadcaster's name, it's either because they're, like, really famous and awesome or because they annoyed you one time. <laughs> and you're like, who is this? Obviously, from this last few minutes of conversation, you can tell I'm not the average person because I don't watch this, that, the other thing. I don't know who the broadcasters are, and I don't care. All I want when most games are on is if their voice, I want their voice inflection to change so I know, oh, I need to pay attention to something they're saying. Right. Or them to give me some kind of information that I do not know or cannot find out on my own. And when that comes to a local broadcast, they pretty much can't. Okay, so... I'm pretty sure Thad was tiptoeing around saying that he was not all that impressed with the broadcast. <laughs> Which makes sense. Where this is Which a, broadcast? This is a, the all-female broadcast. No, I didn't watch it. Oh. Th- okay. it had not, it, I was not all that impressed. I was going to say, do we have anyone that's willing to be the male chauvinist that's <laughs> willing to say that? I don't consider it male chauvinist. It's <laughs> no, just, I know. It's I, just a slippery slope. You know, I don't know. It's hard to... <laughs> I'm an all-male podcast here. I don't know. You got exactly. Careful. Good point. Good point. But I just didn't feel enough fervor from them, enthusiasm that was coming across on the audio to me. Do you get that on most national broadcasts? Well, that's a good point because there are plenty of times when I don't. Was the so it's not because it was women. It's because it's lame, sanitized, blasé, white bread. Yeah plain brown rapper broadcasts from networks because they can't be too over the top. Which It's not a Taylor Twellman or Alexi Lawless or and that's some what we British saw. guy that I can't think of his name. It was on, this was a, it was a, it was a Fox Sports broadcast and that's what we saw all World Cup too, was like exactly every adjective you just used to describe it is what we saw in the World Cup. It was all plain, meh. Snooze. And you know, so I think the, Tony Miola actually did a pretty good job. I, yeah, Tony wasn't bad. Yeah. But also, he doesn't have, like, a voice for it, necessarily. Well, I think yeah, his he's voice always had is that okay. kind of just, different voice for who he is. But he but. didn't, like uh, Bob was saying about the the 
broadcast with not having much like enthusiasm or inflection or excitement or something. I'm putting a little bit of right, words in right, your mouth. Yeah. Tony, I thought, gave really good analysis, better than I actually thought he would do, yeah. quite honestly. Um, and I thought it was good analysis. It just wasn't very excitingly put out there. It was lacking right. animation. Yeah. So kind of like the difference between you and me, Cody. You're very excited. <laughs> I have good info. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm kidding. I scream I'm kidding. and my voice cracks into the mic, and the mic can't even hear you. <laughs> oh man! That's so was not the true. was the girl the girl the woman that was doing the World Cup? Was she the one that called the game on Sunday? Okay, now you're making us look really bad because I, I know don't I don't I don't know I couldn't I could because I do, with them was the sideline reporter. I do remember the girl during the World Cup not being my favorite. The one who was at the desk, kind no, of the MC no, the, the one, desk. Oh, the actual. Oh, the one, the MC, the the. Oh, I liked her. Okay, okay. All right, all right. for the I wrong gotcha. reasons, Cody. Yes, definitely for the wrong reasons. Well, she, the, but the, the one the who was the color commentator. There, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The one, the who one was that the color was the, the color commentator the in, game, in matches. Yeah, yeah um, that was not the same person. And I, did, I was not a fan of her. If that's, I, I can't think of her name right now. Former women's national yeah, team I know player. Yeah, talking about. And I think if that's the one, I think it is. She was very. Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah, she was not on the MLS broadcast. No, no, that was not. That would have not been her. I would have no, noticed that name. Are you talking? Were you referring to this Kate Abdo here? Is that who you thought I was talking about? Mm, probably. Kate Abdo, everybody, give her a follow. <laughs> <laughs> that is worth it. Um. Okay. I've got my two extra time things down. Any final words from you, gentlemen? Um. Okay, just to clear the air, play-by-play was Lisa Byington. Analyst was Daniel Slayton on the uh, all-female broadcast with Katie with the sideline reporter. Write that down, people. That'll be a trivia question, a sports <laughs> trivia question in a few years you'll have to answer. The two women that called it. Lisa, Danielle, Katie. I've actually heard nothing but good things about Katie, and mm-hmm. I know I've seen her on broadcast before. I no, she she's the one who, you know, I didn't score on in the uh, you know, media game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That was gonna slide by. No one was gonna mention it. You, <laughs> you did it to yourself there. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to wounds. I'm going to go try to find some common ground with Thad on a television show that we can talk about and not hate each other. I don't hate you, Cody. I do not hate you, Cody. Remember, okay. Thad does not drink, so that's not gonna help. Okay, yeah, that's no. true. Well, we're gonna find yeah. a show. We're gonna find a show that you and I can watch and talk about. Maybe if I was drunk, I'd like the shows you like better. There you go. Yeah. That, maybe that's why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found agreement. <laughs> okay, so. Victory this weekend, I call it. Three points. Yes. Although they always play down to the level of their <laughs> of their opponent. Not always. We'll we see. 4-1 last time. Let's do quick, go around the circle, quick uh, predictions. Bad 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> Jeez. 2-2. Two, two. He just wanted to say 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I'm going 2-1. We will concede. Come on, no, we're gonna we're going on a crazy streak here. We're gonna have another three to nothing win. Okay, we are. Yeah, I said it. I said it. By we, the way, what was it? Seventy something today. Back to ninety-four Saturday. So, yeah. all right. Prepare. Cauldron numbers. Good okay. Until next week. Good morning. Woohoo!
Yeah.